Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Glad you can tune in today. We've got an amazing guest who's going to be dropping some knowledge bombs to transform your business and what is possible. Uh, we're going to be talking about scaling new heights the Woodard way. And what is the big idea we're going to be talking about? Well, scaling new heights the Woodard way with business advisory services. So if you're a professional and you've heard about business advisory and you haven't been offering it yet, that's something you should consider. And if you're a business owner and you haven't worked with a business advisor, that's also something you should consider. Because here's the thing, business advisory services provide more value to both the advisor and to the business, outperforms artificial intelligence. You can get technology to do some things, but you cannot replace the human relationship and cultivates transformation. We're not looking for little quick fixes. We're looking for transformation. So the key is successful advisor relationships are cultivated by trained and experienced advisors. Imagine that, <laughs> right? So as you're tuning in, make sure that if you're catching this on the replay, that if you have questions, please chat in your questions, share your comments, and Make sure that you're taking actions. You know, you're gaining ideas from these interviews. It doesn't do anything if you don't put them into action. So make sure that you're taking actions. But we want to hear from you. Our uh, guest today is a rock star professional when it comes to accounting, coaching, and transformational um, agendas. He's an author, coach, national speaker, trained over 125,000 business professionals. He is the host of the Woodard Institute, the Woodard Alliance, and one of the world's leading training conferences for small business advisors, Scaling New Heights, which is where I got the name for the title of this podcast. <laughs> and let me click on the right thing. From 2012, Joe has been recognized by Accounting Today as one of the top 100 influential people in the accounting profession. So welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Joe Woodard. Thank you very much. Well, Kenny, it's great to be here. It's great to have you. You know, I I must say you are a rock star professional when it comes to providing an experience. And I do want to give our guests some time to learn a little bit more about who and what you do. But I want to give it just start us off with a quick testimonial because I went to um, my first Scaling New Heights event. I was invited by a client of mine, Julie Shopa, last year during the pandemic down in Orlando. Uh, it was an amazing event, very nice place. And I saw some great trainings, met some awesome people and really fell in love with the vision that you have for the Woodard Institute and your community. So I just wanted to give that endorsement right out the gate. And I'd love to hear from you, just, just your background and story to how you came up with this vision and got it into action. Well, yeah, so that's actually a very loaded story. And it's, uh, I guess the best place to start with it is everything we do is sort of born out of the intersection of who we are, the higher principle we follow, and the change we want to see in the world. Sometimes we're doing this subconsciously, 
If we do it consciously, then we're living with extreme purpose and intentionality, right? So, so what change do I want to see in the world? I want to see small businesses transformed. And I know that just sounds like a word on a billboard someplace, but I want to see small businesses operate with their full potential, with more financial stability, with more operational stability. And I think most importantly, well, I know most importantly, I want them to be operated by people who are work-life harmonized. I don't like the term work-life balance because it sounds like my life's here, my work's here. Harmonize those things so that you can then fully achieve your best self in work and life in a way where those are symbiotic to each other. More capacity to invest in your family, more capacity to invest in your things that are not occupational but are synergistic with your work. I want that for small business owners. And we've been doing that Kenny for 20 years. This gets me back to how I got to where I am mm -hmm. because for over 20 years, I've been a practicing consultant um, and I've done some bookkeeping and some tax, but very quickly I realized well, what I wanted to do was consulting on the technologies that transform small business. So I formed the Woodard Consulting Group in the early 2000s after having done some work in accountancy in the late 1990s. And um, for, for over 20 years now, we have been putting in systems that stretch QuickBooks, inventory controls, low code platforms, all that stuff that isn't QuickBooks. But of course we got our start in QuickBooks. That's where I, that's where I cut my teeth, where's where I gained the passion of exactly what's possible, especially as QuickBooks desktop was really a, a small business ERP, right? Which is, a, which is an oxymoron. So let's call it an SMB RP, not, a, not an enterprise but a small business resource planning solution. Well, then I realized, okay, let's do more. Let's do more. Well, what I want, what I then began to realize around the year 2007, 2008 mm -hmm. is I could transform this many small businesses. And if you're watching, not watching, just listening, I've got a little small circle here, cup with my hands. I could do this much business transformation mm -hmm. or by empowering my peers I could do a world of small business transformation. So I chose to stay in the business so that I could stay relevant while turning my primary focus in the late 20, uh, 20 hundreds before we hit the 20 teens into empowering my peers to do more of what we were doing, what we learned how to do. And that birthed the first annual Scaly New Heights conference in 2009 it was at a Crown Plaza off the side of the interstate in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> it did have about 250 people there, though. And then um, that birthed the Woodard Alliance, which is our community program, which those two things further gave birth to Woodard Institute, which is our in-depth practice development and professional development coach program. And that's how I got to where I am today. So I appreciate that, that backstory uh, because... One of the things that, you know, I've attended a lot of conferences. Uh, majority of the conferences I've attended have been, you know, marketing conferences, some business growth con conferences. But what I've witnessed was inspiring. It wasn't about, you know, we, ha we have these products and, and buy these products or buy these services. I saw somebody who was inspired with a vision and really working to get everyone in alignment towards moving that vision forward. And so that got me to lean in and really learn more about the Institute. In fact, that's why I ended up joining myself 
Hmm. Having been in business coaching, um, certified marketing advisor, but I realized, you know, you don't know everything, right? So if you want to continue to grow and improve, you, you try to find other people with other expertise. That's exactly right. And then you can refer to them. They can sharpen. You can help you to develop the other kinds of skills. But Kenny, you're the marketing pro. You know the power of a story. Mm-hmm. And, and But you also know that a story that isn't birthed out of the intersection point of who you are, the change you want to see in the world, and the higher principle you follow is a story that lacks a certain amount of, of uh, integrity. Mm. Not to say you're lying. It just doesn't go to the core of who you are as a person, which is what I mean by the word integrity. So if you have a story that's in line with the higher principle, who you are, and the change you want to see in the world, then you can't help but tell that story and work toward that story and the development of it passionately. And that story is called a vision. So you're living out exactly what I hope your listeners will hear. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you've communicated them before is that the power of story transcends the power of product. It's, it's a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. People can follow along with it and they can understand it. They can relate to it. It's, it's not, we don't get moved by information. We get moved by feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's, here's a question. I've got the big three questions. See if we could stump Joe Woodard. Not just kidding. No, <laughs> no stump questions. We're just going to talk about religion and politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The two easy ones. There yeah. you go. Uh, no, this is, this is actually, I was something I was a little surprised of when chatting with both business owners and people in the accounting bookkeeping space asking them about business advisory and not, not a lot of people were as familiar with that term that, than I thought they would be. So well, they mean a thousand things by it. Right? right. So, so we, we, um, we have, there's a term that's prevalent in the accounting bookkeeping space called trusted advisor. Hmm. And even as I say that some of the bookkeepers and accountants listening in, you know, they, they, they kind of choked a little bit mentally because they're so tired of hearing it. And it's not that it's a bad term. It's just not a clearly defined term, which gets me back to, you know, it's hard to put a definition on it. Mm-hmm. And then it's also an easily misunderstood term because the word trust is a lot like the word love. Uh, <laughs> you know, my Yorkshire Terrier is contentedly asleep over here to my left. And I know I can predict that. So I'll leave him around while I am recording these things. I love that Yorkshire Terrier. But my daughter's on her way back from school. I love her too. And there's ice cream in the freezer and I love it too. So we use one word for everything. Well, we do the same thing with trust. We do the, so, so when you say I'm a trusted advisor, does it mean that I'm a trustworthy advisor? I don't share my client's sensitive information. Does it mean that I'm a trustable advisor, meaning, which I know isn't really a word, but I'm just trying to differentiate, just means that I, I'm going to get my the stuff done accurately and on time. So it's a competency mm-hmm. trust. Now I've got a character trust. I've got a competency trust. But neither of those have anything to do with a true trusted advisor. With a trusted advisor, if they're going to be to the truest form of the, the word, they, there's a definition of trust called active trust. And in active trust, you trust me enough that you will take the things that I say and seriously heed them or at least consider them in the way you run your business, maybe even your life. That's called a mentor or it's called a coach. So instead of trusted advisor, 
what we like is your term, business advisory, because it takes that loaded word with all the implications out of the equation. But it still begs the question, what do we mean by it? It's still a very broad term. So I'm going to pull us down to the product level then. Yeah, right. I'm going to pull us down to the product level. And I'm going to say, I've asked thousands of accountants and bookkeepers to fill in the blank on a question. And the question goes like this, or the fill in the blank sentence goes like this. Don't sell me accounting and bookkeeping services. Don't sell me that anymore. Sell me blank. Now, these were accountants and bookkeepers answering as if they were the clients. Okay. And even though systemically, almost universally, accountants and bookkeepers fail to offer these products, the thing that, that delighted me, surprised me, and slightly amused me was they knew what products they were supposed to be delivering. So that told me there's just a gap between what they know they need to do and what they can do. So, here, so here's the product list. We, we, we gleaned this by talking to thousands of accountants and bookkeepers over the course of multiple years. And they told me these answers. Don't sell me accounting and bookkeeping services. Sell me psychological health. Mm. Don't sell me those services. Sell me knowledge mm. or sell me solutions or process, time back, direction, measurements, automation, standardization, leadership, profits, scalability, peace of mind, hope. I love that one. Work-life harmonization, though most of them answered balance and I put my own twist on it. Financial security, a plan, vision, visibility, stability, accountability. And I saved my favorite for the end. Don't sell me accounting and bookkeeping services. Sell me a protection for my journey. Protect oh, wow. my journey. Yeah. Now, cool. if... If accountants and bookkeepers got out of bed every day thinking, I'm not going to go do a compilation or I'm not going to do a bank rec or I'm not going to prepare a tax return. I'm going to get out of bed today and start protecting some journeys of some small business owners. Th then you're on your way to your story. Start there. So, <clears throat> uh, by the way, guys, remember when I said, uh, some knowledge bombs were going to get dropped. Uh, <laughs> this is what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Joe, very nicely articulated. And I love how you do connect with your community. You really get to know them and you you do things like that. You, you get them to fill in the blank. And rather than just saying, here, something I thought was great, let me just fit that in. You really get a good sense of where people are at and and trust your community to make great decisions. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait, be proactive, Take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. Question number two, what skills, credentials, and experience should be considered? So from the mind of the advisor or from the mind of the business owner? 
Yep. Okay. So a couple of there, let's talk about the advisor first, because that's the first thing you've got to get out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say you need to select wealth generating activities. So let's just define the impact here. All the things that I just read off to you have one common denominator, they're wealth generating, whether it's whether it's financial wealth or non-financial wealth, like mental well-being and or peace of mind. Somehow they they increase the wealth of, of the client. So pick wealth generating outcomes that are organic to what you're already doing in your small business advisory. Don't believe out of the gates you must change occupations. So being a business coach doesn't mean that you do bookkeeping and then this separate thing called business coaching. It certainly doesn't mean that you stop doing bookkeeping <laughs> and then embrace business coaching. What it means is you coach through the vehicle of your bookkeeping. Let me give you some examples. If I'm a bookkeeper, then I might do accounts receivable management. And in that accounts receivable management, I might help clients to reduce days to pay, to get paid faster. And I might also reduce their bad debt expense, but I'm still functioning in the same capacity as a bookkeeper. I'm just a coach bookkeeper, a bookkeeper coach. And then I might offer a monthly Q&A meeting so that we can discuss the numbers on the page. Because if you don't meet with them, they're just going to not even pay attention, right? So the meeting forces them to look at their own financials. That's not analytics. That's not being a CFO. It's just, why is my accounts receivable higher than it normally is. So you can drill down in the general ledger and answer the questions that you can answer pretty much off the top of your head. Or what about helping the client to maintain a budget? Not just to create one, because most of our clients don't even have that, and then put it on the shelf and not refer to it for 12 months, to actually curate that budget throughout the year as a living, breathing document, and then have their have, have, have hold them accountable to adhere to it or really push back if they're going to go, now nah, I'll go over budget and that light on and say, okay, then why? And what's the return on investment? What's the risk to reward on that? What are you going to borrow from some other budgetary line item? Are you going to burn extra operating capital that you hadn't planned to burn? Or are you going to borrow? Right. Because these are your only choices so that the small business owners, especially those visionary ones, have someone protecting their financial journey. So budget curation, accounts receivable management, uh, a Q&A meeting about the general ledger balances, and then a really big one, I saved the best for last, cash flow projections. Now, what I've become is a, a, a coaching bookkeeper. I haven't had to change occupations. Now, if you're a tax preparer in here, don't just try to get the client to maybe sit down for a tax planning engagement. You try to cross sell every July because it never works. We know it doesn't work get them to engage you in a subscription model throughout the year. And then in that subscription model throughout the year, infuse not just one, one income tax planning engagement, but quarterly income tax planning engagements. So that instead of you getting mad at them come tax season, because they sold a, a rental property and didn't call you about the tax implications, that's, is that ultimately only on them? Or maybe we build a relationship-based service where we, where if we don't meet with them once a quarter, they're leaving money they've already pre-decided to pay on the table, right? So the, the fear of loss is going to drive them into the meeting. In the meeting, they'll tell us before, or at least just after, that's the best, you know, it's better. 
before they sell the rental property so that we can tell them the tax implications. You get my point, tax preparers, and you can put that into a subscription model. I'm telling you that your clients that balk over a $3,000 corporate tax bill will gladly pay $400 a month if you throw in quarterly income tax planning. It's an hour a quarter. All right. And then and now you ha- you've t- t- taken care of your own bad debt situation and you've infused a relationship. Plus, you could have another tier bookkeep. You could have another kind of way to plus it up and coach to say uh, now it's, it's five hundred dollars a month and we will do up to one month's issues or notice notice handling from any tax authority. Uh, peace of mind. If it comes in, just send it through to me. Call me immediately. Don't wait till they intend to levy. Why do they wait till they intend to levy? They wait tax preparers because they're trying to delay your bill. They don't want to give you the notice until it becomes a matter of urgency. They don't want to pay the fees. If they're already paying Mm -hmm. for up to 12 issues handlings per year, they're already paying for four income tax planning engagements per year. All of that takes your engagement from 3,000 with complaints to 6,000 with no complaints, no bad debt expense. and, And at the same time, builds a relationship from which you can potentially start offering financial analysis services, but I'm still just in the world of tax. I haven't left tax and you've doubled your bill with no bad debt expense and built a relationship. So as you're tuning in and you may be wondering, is this possible? Well, I'm, I'm living proof. Now I'm not an accountant, but I'm a marketer who kind of walked a similar path and realized that, Hmm, I could probably provide more value and get out of the some of the things that I was just focusing on doing the tactical by looking at more of the strategical uh, planning. And by having a relationship and being able to help people not just say, would you like fries with that and check off a box and kind of go through the motions, by being able to help people see a different possibility and then helping them, working with them, building that relationship to help them achieve it, it's been transformational. You know, people want transformation they don't want just someone checking off a box so it, it's a, a bit of a mind shift but it's got to be wealth generating right and right? for those of you to really connect the dots back to your number two that's what i was answering so if it's mm-hmm. what skills cash flow projections what skills accounts receivable analytics what skills income tax planning right and and these and, and i want to really drive home before we get to number three mm-hmm. these are not herculean lifts a bookkeeper can become a cash flow projector in about a day of training with the right piece of software. You can do accounts receivable analytics with the right piece of software in about a day's worth of training. Tax preparers, you probably need no training, but the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners is a great organization for getting skill sets, processes, strategies, and finishing out your knowledge set. So it doesn't take a lot. The learning curve is surprisingly light. What you need is a plan and you need to be intentional in developing out the plus up version of what you're already doing. Tax plus and bookkeeping plus. I like the uh, the saying small hinges swing big doors. That's exactly right. And that's what these things are. Yes. So a few few small changes could transform your own business, transform other businesses, just takes new actions to achieve new results. So uh, ending us up on, you know, whether it's the advisor or the, the business owner, what is a good first step to take? Well, I'm going to address two different groups on that. I'm going to address generally, and then I'm going to address accountants and bookkeepers specifically, or bookkeepers mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, so in a general sense, anybody listening in who has any clients at all, so however you might advise them, 
Uh, a great first step is to meet with the client that you suspect needs the most of your help. And in an extremely informal setting, like uh, over breakfast or over a standing lunch, walk through a book like Patrick Lencioni's The Advantage, mm -hmm. um, or walk through a book like Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team, um, or John Doerr's Measuring What Matters, or pick one. Right, any of these perennial bestsellers, Game Chain, Good to Great by Jim Collins, any of these kinds of books, and, and tell the client, you know, based off their relationship with you, we've been at this a while, or I see extreme potential. I want to make an investment in you. And the only investment I ask back at this juncture is that you read and you meet with me for breakfast or lunch four times, five times, however thick the book is, and form a little one on one book club. Now you're doing this in this particular situation. I would encourage you to do it for free. Not because I'm a big one about freemiums or uh, free. I, I think you should charge at every step of the journey, but this is where you're getting your initial toe in the water on what it means to have a broader conversation with the client. You're going to learn exactly what kinds of questions to ask the next client so you can get to where it hurts. And you're going to get past the terror wall of, but we're not talking about their tax return right now. We're not talking about their general ledger balances right now. Oh my gosh, can we even do this? Is this betraying the, the nature of our relationship? Will they even have this kind of conversation with me? And that's a terror wall that you must get past. And nothing is easier, um, more friction-free and more palatable than just sitting down with a client you like already and discussing a great book over a meal in a restaurant you both enjoy. All right. And then I promise it will get very easy at that point to have the next paid conversation because you're going to have your confidence built up. You're going to see places and you're going to identify levers that were wealth generating. That first client's going to get a steal from you and it might actually turn into a paid engagement. That's great. Form out a little plan and say, Hey, how about we work this together for the next 12? But what you're really after is how do I present it as a more structured method with more confidence to client B. So either you either, either charge for the book club or you skip the book club and you take the what the, the things you've gleaned. You just turn it all into a series of questions you ask. We call it discovery or an assessment charge for it and then let the assessment inform something or things you do to advise the client. Uh, and remember, you're not changing occupations necessarily. It could still be in those areas that are very germane and very comfortable to you. Um, the the other the step for specifically for bookkeepers and accountants would be start not with the book club. Start with your most recent work product. Go back to last quarter's financial information mm -hmm. and watch for bleed in terms of spending, in terms of accounts receivable write-offs, slow time to pay, um, watch for cash flow problems, which clients are living to the razor's edge. I can guarantee you if they have, you know, if they're not at least six months of operating capital in the reserves, that business owner is losing sleep at night. Okay. I know because I'm a business owner carrying over 20 uh, people on payroll. If I didn't have six months of operating capital without having to borrow and then on top of that, didn't have a line of credit, I would be not sleeping a wink. So find those clients that are like that, and it won't be hard, 
and sell them cash flow projections. And if you're a bookkeeper in here, this is where I'll go straight to the rubber hits the road. Wherever you go to get the learning, that's great. But we do have a power day course in one day, water.com. We can get you fully equipped to offer cash flow projection services at water.com. Or you could take the other way around and go to cashflowtool.com slash watered. Do have that one set up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Cashflowtool.com slash watered. Two doors, same room, because they're all going to steer you back to our power day. It's just that one is based off of the product that we've partnered with, Cashflow Tool. And the other one is our education program that trains you on that product. One day, folks, one day investment, you can be offering those kinds of cash flow projections to your clients. And that's and that's super cool. It's, you, you take new actions, you achieve new results. That we're it's what we're all about. Growth amplifiers, and I really appreciate you coming and sharing your time with us. You know, I've uh, as mentioned taken a couple of your courses at this point. And I've gained a lot. I had a, a lot coming in, a lot of experience and knowledge from different programs I've taken in the past, but I gained a lot. And man, if I had a flux capacitor, I wish I could have gone back 10 years and would have started my journey there because it would have it would have helped just accelerate the the track to get where I'm at today. Uh, so if you're if you're interested in these things, definitely go to wooder.com and you know I'm gonna also be at scaling new heights, gonna be coming up in in Texas here. Um here in the next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we'd love for you guys to come to Fort Worth and join us. If you're any kind of a small business advisor, you will be delighted by what you receive. If you're a bookkeeper or accountant, even more so. Yeah, definitely just show up. I found out about it last year, a week before the event. So you have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you have no excuse. So I was like, oh, it's that sounds cool. I'll check it out. And I'm glad yeah. it did. So I, I suggest you do it as well. Um, you know, also just... If you're just looking for some tips and insights, get a Woodard.com and sign up for the Woodard Report. You can get a lot of great information, helpful articles and tips on how you can improve in your business. Just do something. Take some new action. Benefit from this time today. Joe, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Are there any closing thoughts you'd like to have, something you've learned on your journey that you wish you could share with well, I'm going to leave you with a with something I, I keep around in my pocket all the time. Um, and I want it and I just think about it multiple times a day. If you remain too long in indecision, your indecision becomes your decision. So whatever you're going to do to respond to the challenges of this podcast, don't wait too long or your inaction will become your action. Great quote. Mic drop. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's great to be here, Kenny. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.